brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios, and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash madridmaintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products. They have items you won't find anywhere else, like their heated beard comb and Viking Sea Mineral Mud Mask. I also use their beard wash and conditioner on a regular basis to keep my beard clean, shiny, and manageable. And my wife loves the Viking Storm scent. So you should head over to thebeardstruggle.com and use the code TLANE15 that's T-L-A-N-E-1-5 for 15% off your order. Shit in Spanish. This is America. We have a national language. Check your fucking self because America does not have a national language. Funny how uh, it's Father's Day and we just talk about moms. We just get drawn into it. We just can't. <sighs> to me, the idea of taking a child through a sex change to begin with is just nuts. I think that I'm going to go out and figure oh out. I'm going to go out here on a limb and speak for all the ladies. Walk down the hill and uh, I'll go over my head first. There you go. <laughs> Take me out there. Stay solid. tools. What's up, everybody? Are, are we live? We are. Is this thing on? That's what it says. Testies. Mm-hmm. Testies. Yep. Excellent. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Thrills and Spills exciting episode of Man Tools. You're on mantoolsmedia.com and wherever you get your podcasts or whatever this is. We're close facsimile. Relatively. Vidcast. Vidcast. Uh, I've never had a pod Internet. In here. Internet talk show. Yeah. 
I don't know. Anti you know, any of that? Yeah, anti radio thing. <laughs> Disestablished materialism yeah. thing. I don't sure. Know, whatever. Don't listen to me. I have no idea what I'm saying. This show should not be watched by anyone. There's your disclaimer. It's We've probably, already said it. It's probably true. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. So, Trevor, you've had a hell of a week. <laughs> sort of. Uh we uh we lost well lost isn't right the right word we uh failed to get an advertiser because of our opinions imagine that imagine that <laughs> so what did she say <laughs> uh she was a very nice young lady from a company who i won't name because they're not paying us to uh, <laughs> um which uh I knew things were a little, little. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Like, she wasn't really that into what we had going on when, uh, you know, we sent out a thing called a media kit that sure. kind of has just, you know, the the stuff that you would give a shit about for man tools if you were going to give us money. <clears throat> so on like page two, after, hey, this is who we are and what we're about, is our audience a graph that shows. Where? I, I keep track of stuff in six-month blocks, so it's like it, it six months ago it was like a... this. No, it was a bar. So six months ago it was like this. Now it's like this. So it shows growth, which is a big thing to these people, these marketing types. Um, and uh, her first email back was, uh, I must have missed it, but what's your audience size? And I'm like, it's the second page. <laughs> so I replied. <laughs> did you lie X. about our size? No, I did not. There you I go. I did not lie about our size. Nice. I said, I said X and then, uh, don't hear anything from her for like a week. And she goes, Hey, uh, can we do a phone call on this date at this time? And I'm like, sure. So I call her at one minute after that time, just to, you know, you know, you're late. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, number one, because she hadn't said who's really supposed to call who. So I figured if she hadn't called me by on the dot, then uh, I must supposed to be, I must supposed to be, I must be supposed I to love your call English. her. <laughs> hey, I microwave earlier, so don't even so, worry about it, bro. So I called, uh, and within three minutes, our conversation was kind of, she asked, I don't, it started badly because she goes, I don't really listen to podcasts, so give me the rundown of yours. And I go, okay. Um, and I start kind of giving the elevator pitch and she's like, well, hang on, hang on. You guys aren't terribly opinionated, are you? No. <laughs> and I no. I tried to answer yes as softly as possible. <laughs> and she's like, well, like, you guys aren't anti-mask or anything. And I go, oh, we have an episode called Mask Mandates Are Stupid, and we have a, a line of masks on our merch shop that say, look at me, I'm virtue signaling. Right. So, no, we're not anti-mask. We're just against the mandates. And yes. she's like, I don't think we can do business. Right. <laughs> Well, honesty is the best policy because yeah. that would have just been terrible. And she's like, okay, a little blindly, you know, stumble into our briar patch of manliness and, uh, you know, just get all hemmed up hey, and down there, I, you know? You know, I get it. Um, that was a euphemism. They don't want to hitch their wagon <laughs> to a horse that's likely to kick off uh, half their audience or half their yeah. customers. I mean, seriously, if so. you want a moral high horse... 
Look no further. Ours is a three-legged, broken-down old nag well, with missing teeth and smells of death. That's our moral high <laughs> here's, here's what Here's what irritated me more than anything. A, she did zero homework, which I I get that you're busy. People are busy and whatever. Fine, I'll give her that. Um, but the flip is like she wants lukewarm nonsense, <laughs> as opposed to something that's either hot or cold. Got it. Which is, I'm like, uh, good luck with that. I don't know why anybody would have. I don't know why anybody would do a podcast and not express right. their opinions. Somehow, 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 you know, maybe it's not political stuff like mask bullshit or whatever, but you know, somehow who you are has to come through or yeah, the audience, I hope sees that it's complete bullshit and doesn't I mean, stick with you. We're like, we're like hard ramen, you know, we're out of the package. Just like us or leave us. That's what we are. Just sprinkle the seasoning and take a bite oh, right there. Mm. Just do it. It's good for you. Yeah. So. Um, I played with a deck all week. Yeah, you heard me right. Played with a played with deck. <laughs> played with a deck all week. Okay, big hardwood deck. Whole lot of square footage. Yeah, pictures will be posted soon. It's gonna be awesome. But uh, that's that was really it. Just uh, dealing with great clients, actually. <laughs> No, no, no sarcasm. No sarcasm sorry. intended. I'm no, sorry. Was, like I told you guys, <laughs> I expected sarcasm. <laughs> no, it's it just been dealing with great clients. You know, we either have the most amazing, uh, uh, patient and involved. You know, uh, people who have good input, and then they they actuate it. You know, verbally with us, and then we make their vision come true or complete and total shitbags. Those are the only two clients we have. So this week's been super awesome. So you had lukewarm clients? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beef ramen. Because <laughs> nobody eats the beef. <clears throat> Who eats the shrimp ramen? I'd like a pole. No. Yeah. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. That's like you get home from the store and go, oh, fuck. Pink pack? <laughs> what the? God. That's not what I meant oh. to grab. <clears throat> Fine. I'll just throw some salt and pepper in there. <laughs> anyway, we have a hell of a good show for you guys. Nothing like the opening dialogue. Nope. At all. I promise. If I could open. God, why don't you get an apple, bro? Hey. <laughs> we have an amazing guest. We're going to cut over to him, and hopefully he'll save this fucking Titanic show from going down. If it can be saved. If it can be <laughs> saved. He's the man to do it. Superhero extraordinaire. Uh, fellow entrepreneur here in Colorado Springs, and it uh, harkens back to our old radio days when we used to have the Renaissance Man segment, but we do it a little different now. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce Brian Swanson. And look, it clicked over. It, it made me sound like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> yeah, I know. Without further ado. <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, you get applause? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, oh, you get applause. Nice. It's like a real podcast. <laughs> almost. Oh, podcast. Right. Now I almost sound important. Uh, almost. I mean, you're here, so you're, no, exactly. you're here to save the show. Uh, we like to, we like, uh, you were talking before the show a little bit, and um, you're like, well, what do I do? I'm like, just react. Right. Where, just, do want, where do you want me? What do you want me to just, do? You know, drink beer. and uh, <laughs> we, we don't drink beer on the porch. No, no. But down here in the bunker, 
all night long. It's okay. It's all, all good. right. Right. Good thing I got a good fair start, huh? So let's go back in time a little bit. Um, uh, you and Trevor share a, a rivalry. He was in the army. Oh yeah. Yep. Really? You're in the Air yes. Force? The only thing I got about to say the Army is every time they put instructions on something, they have to make pictures. Well, yeah. So you uh, can understand it. That's the because, Air Force, uh, they give us, you know, like letters. I, I was literally told that uh, the Army shoots for a, I believe it's a fifth grade reading level, yeah. because if you just barely pass the ASVAB for the infantry, uh, <laughs> that's about where you're at. So... <laughs> If any manual that's for everyone in the army and not some kind of technical MOS is is yeah. It's... Well now you, now you make me feel bad because I actually did army before I did air force. Oh yeah, okay. I did a little you bit upgraded. Of army guard bridge building all those other kind of fun things. So then I went air force. I kind of got smart after I figured out that they live. You know the air force lives in a air conditioned hooch. Yeah. An air conditioned hooch as opposed to a GP medium in the mud yep. with maybe a fan if you're lucky. And uh, yeah. If you go TDY to an army installation in your Air Force, they pay you because it's substandard living exactly. conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, no, this is normal. And you guys are like, no, it's not. That's you guys are fucking savages. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. But twenty years Air Force, so yeah, a little bit of a rivalry, rivalry <clears throat> there. But uh, I think we're good. I, yeah, I can appreciate everybody. I think all of the branches of service offer. Unique and special gifts to the mission of defending our nation. They definitely do. The views expressed of Mantles, not necessarily <laughs> that of the public. <laughs> I feel left out on that one. I feel like now I know what it, now I know how Ross felt when he had a three way. It's like, well, <laughs> one of the I went and made a sandwich. You guys just one of the best jokes. One of the best jokes I've ever heard is that there are uh, there are two branches of the military, and everybody goes, "What? Yeah." The Army and the Navy, the Air Force is a corporation, and the Marine Corps is a cult. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But we we kind of leave the uh, what you, what, what's those guys? Oh, do? the Coast Guard. No, yeah, those guys. What do we do with count. those guys? That doesn't count. They're with uh, the Department of Transportation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, you got to give them one credit when they when when they shut down the government and all of those other kind of things. Those guys actually got paid. That's that is true. Because they're part of the Homeland Defense, or that whatever is, it is correct. Yes. Yeah. So those guys actually got paid, as opposed to the Army, Air Force, Marines, and Navy. yeah. You didn't know that? I got that look. Like what? I didn't get paid either. Well, <laughs> you weren't in. No, I, I was. Well, actually, I got paid a lot. I was. I was working for a defense contractor. Oh, okay. So that's fair enough. I mean, contractors. Are, yeah, you know, we all. Yeah. I went up to Denver when that whole thing hit. Yeah. Yeah, worked up there for those guys. That was fun. Every Making time I look stuff up at the screen, guys. I look like I'm looking into the sky. Uh, well, uh, your camera's down there. Yeah, I know it's down here. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing for everybody involved. I feel like I'm looking into space. <laughs> I know not where I'm at. Not uh, at <clears throat> least to which the audience. <laughs> so then, all right, so we got out you. You are a... Uh, uh, entrepreneur, as yes, it were, sir. which we, we really appreciate on this show, and um, you know, it's uh, you have a couple of things, and uh, you know, hate to rub salt in the wound, a couple of them aren't around anymore. Oh uh, yeah, but they had good runs. They they did. So let's talk about a couple of those real quick. Well, when you're an entrepreneur, you always have to realize that there's something that's going to fail. I mean, and it, it, that's kind of true in life. I think if you look at it. 
because you start something and you think it's the greatest idea on the planet and the next thing you know it just it it goes away and whether it's the numbers or whether it's emotion or whether it's the government stepped in or whether the customers are just not coming there's always something that's going to declare that that business is not going to be success. If somebody pulls an Ozzy Osbourne and eats a bat in China, something Yeah, happens. that too. Something, you yeah. know, I mean, there's all kinds of nice little <laughs> hashtags out there these days that you just never know what's going to ruin what. But uh, without, without all of the bad things involved, uh, Galaxy Fest, we own Galaxy Fest, my partner and I, Linda, and we did a lot of good things for about five years there. Had a great run with that, with all of the cosplayers and all of the the special guests, the the stars that came in, um, and it was a heck of an event. It was a festival, is really what it was. Hence the reason why we call it Galaxy Fest. But the numbers just don't work out, and sometimes you just got to call it quits. And then we also had CK Comics over in Manitou Springs, which was a, a comic shop and a bar actually in the back, and. The customer base just wasn't coming in. One of these days, you know, I wish that all of the the vacationers and all the tourists and everything would come back to Manitou and bring Manitou back up to what it needs to be. But over the last about three or four years, because of construction and the incline, um, trying to decide what they're doing, and then they shut down the Cog Railway, all that other kind of stuff, there went your, yep. your so tourist. For our out-of-town listeners... Manitou's, uh, I would call it sort of a suburb of Colorado Springs. It's sort of an yeah. offshoot. Yeah. It's uh, sort of the old-timey, downtowny kind of cool, retro, hippie vibe place. A I lot think of, the hippie vibe is a real good... Right? It's yeah. got a lot of good music stuff. It's got a little arcade outside. It's got uh, this whole downtown walkway, a lot of wineries, mm-hmm. a lot of little shops, uh, that kind of stuff. A lot of... Uh, yeah, painted macaroni stands, that kind of shit. <laughs> Don't forget the spring water. Yeah, you can drink right out of the street. You know, they got they got that healthy water that every time you turn around, it's like it's the best thing for you, you know. But it tastes it's, like, well, let's say it's not taste so well. Yeah, it's a fun time to, to go down there and um, just kind of hang out. And you guys had a cool shop with a cool idea. And yeah. It's just one of those things that, oh, the incline was is a... Uh, how do I put it? It's a tourist attraction for it's uh, stair steps. Yeah, it's it steps all the way up Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah you for, heard stairway to heaven. Well, this is part of the way. Yeah, it's it's. What was I gonna say? <laughs> it's a fucking tourist trap for vegans and CrossFit douches. Like it's it's just what it is. It's like yeah, I'm fitness. gonna go. I'm gonna go run up these stairs up the side of a mountain. Fitness assholes <laughs> really like it. But then they get it, done, it and they need, and they. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna. I am never going to climb the stairs of the Empire State Building. No, which is basically what you're doing. Right, it's like 176 stairs or yes. floors to the top. No, yeah, it's basically what you're doing up right. the mountain, and then you can look around, or you could drive up Crystal Park Drive and do the same thing. Be like, hey, look, Colorado Springs, so pretty. Ah, uh, and then just you know go back to, <laughs> and then go have a beer at a comic shop, look around. So, so we definitely don't want to talk bad about Manitou. <laughs> no. Manitou Springs We're is not. freaking awesome, is what it is. It, it's just that over the years that things have come into play. There was a lot of construction. There was a lot of pol- politics in play with what was going on with some of the the tourist attractions and stuff. And then, yeah. of course, that you know that four letter word COVID. The Rona. C-O-V-I-D. No, five letter word. The Rona. The Rona man. The Rona. Rona. There's your four letter okay. word. The, the, Rona. That'll work. The Rona got us. Well, you weren't the only one. The Rona got. So I mean, you're in good company. Well, you're in company. I wouldn't say I'm good. My dick. So whatever. <laughs> But um, 
It's just uh, it's one of our listeners says so very true for any business. It is. Um, you do have a life cycle. You have a life cycle, but you always, as an entrepreneur, you always have to remember that time when it's time to say, in what we were talking about earlier, it's time to say no. Yeah. It's time to stop it. It's time to take your losses. It's time to, you know, kiss your wounds or whatever it is and move on to the next thing. Uh, as an, a serial entrepreneur, you're always looking for that next, next thing. And if one's not working, move on to the next. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, you'll find yourself possibly in something you never ever expected to be doing and that's your oh definitely your next thing yeah so, which at this point is podcasting which is great this guy great segue, segue. wow yeah, yeah. Look at that right into that so your podcast is called Dem denim and pearls yes um i take it your pearls <laughs> it, it, it's it, the the jury's still out on jury's that. out on that one yes yes jury's out because if you look at my partner michelle she's totally awesome and she's always wearing pearls mm -hmm. um and you're wearing the canadian tuxedo yeah exactly okay. you know <laughs> so so the jury's still out on the pearls part and who's right. who um but it, it's it's meant to be business casual Mm -hmm. with with pearls of wisdoms and then we of course we shoot everything on the front porch we don't have the fancy studio and everything at this point what are you talking about it's we're like in a, a bunker we're yeah exactly bunker. Don't you, do you, you know? see that's a bunker it's, it's inside cave. of a bunker it it, it kind of looks like the uh, parking garage at the antlers no <laughs> no i don't think that's what that is i think it's no. i mean we moved we were in a different part of the bunker we moved yeah. okay to another part of the bunker and like we put you in the black and white part of the bunker nice um I don't know if you noticed that before, but, but we're, it's, we're social distance. We're explosive. Yeah, you're oh. in that part of the bunker, and then uh, <laughs> when we talk, when we, you know, we're in this part, and then when we all talk to each other, um, you just take me as a little we're, thing in the corner. And I get we're it no, we're we're all together then. <laughs> yeah, so all yeah, together, we're all together oh. in the back in the bunker. Nice. So it's all a bunker. <laughs> I think we're in the bunker. So fucking lost. Can we get back to the podcast? Somebody? Oh my god! What the hell is going on here? It's, it's lost all control. You know, we have this thing called leadership, and I think he just let us down the dude. wrong rabbit hole. Damn, dude, you follow Trevor down a whole lot of weird holes. I'm just gonna say, this guy. I've known him a long time. Uh, you also, um, what is? It? Do you do the financial um, and life coaching stuff? Uh, no, I am not a life coach. I'm the last one to do that. I was going to say, that's what we do here on this show. Oh, we like, do life coaching? Yeah, that's what we're doing right uh, now. Okay. <laughs> you don't need a license for that in Colorado, if, actually. No, you don't, actually. <laughs> However, if, for the financial side, you do. If, and if we are, we're not doing it well. <laughs> I mean, you get what you pay for. Well, it depends on whose life you're playing with here. Yeah. I mean, you never know. There's some guys or, yeah, there's some guys that just needs a little lifting up out of the gutter. You know what I'm saying? So you just never know. You can I do that. You're, you know, you I are to, an inspiration. Dude, I do. I go to Comcore like twice a month. <laughs> hey, guys, get in the truck. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my. So, where were we? <laughs> Trying to talk to uh, you. Oh, financial, uh, no, uh, financial, financial life yeah. coaching. Yeah. <laughs> financial life coaching. Well, financials is it's about looking at families, seeing where their debt is, seeing how we can help them get out of that faster put some protection against them in case they don't have the income, those kind of things. And of course, investing for the future, investing for retirement. Um, most of us say, you know, we should have started at 18. We should have started at 20. When we hit age 35, it's kind of like, why the heck didn't I start? I guess it's time to do that now because I've got a wife and I've got a kid and 
three kids or whatever the case may be. Then we get the 40 and we go, what the hell did I do? I missed it. Yeah. So it's my job to come in and hopefully catch people so that they can plan for that kind of stuff. And then when they retire, they can retire with money in their pocket and they don't have to worry about doing that thing called a job. Right. We have, I love this because I've, t- I just have this counter argument for you. Okay. Just from the man tools perspective. Okay. Shouldn't have to retire from something that you love. If you're lucky enough to do it forever. Right. Well, well, I, and I'm, I'm with you on right? that. Right. This is true. If you love it forever, that's great and fine and fantastic. But the day that you decide that, you know, lifting those shingles are the last thing that I want to do at the age of 72. Yeah. At least you've got something that will take you from the age of 72 to the age of 85 while you sit on your backside and drink pina coladas on the beach. So with that being said, do you find that a lot of uh, younger guys just sort of piss their money away on things that aren't investments, i.e. things that are liabilities like cars, motorcycles? Uh, those don't accrue value. They don't hold, you know, they don't get into, say, well, like Trevor and I both own homes. Right. We have equity in something for long term. But your but your house is typically a liability. It's not necessarily an investment. Uh, it is it though. Right. It's not an asset. It's a liability. In long other words, term. It costs you every month. But on the long term. Even in the long term, if you run the numbers out, it doesn't always pan out unless we have an economy where the market changes to the fact that, yeah, you're you're going to come up with equity in your house and stuff. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. I'm just saying it's probably not the best thing. There are other ways to do things. And now if you start investing in other houses uh-huh. and you start investing in the fact that you're making an income off of those other houses because of rent and such, now you got something. Now you've got a business or now you've got an entrepreneurship or now you have an investment that's actually going to make you money in the long run. As long as you're collecting more rent than you're making out, than you're paying for, you know. You, you like the way I led you into that one? Yeah. I, I can right? play this Isn't game that great? all day long. Yeah. I like doing that. You're a savvy guy. It's like, fun. <laughs> so, so hopefully you got you guys got something out of that. Like, I, Also, do you find, because um, I, I try to help out my guys that work for me, and they're always just paycheck to paycheck and always just. We all are. We really all are until we realize where we need to be when it comes to time to retire. Do you want to retire at 50 or do you want to retire at 75 or you want to die at Walmart? Right. I mean, I'm going to die. If you go to plat Walmart, like (laughs) it's, that's, that's just take your life in your own hands every day. Well, that's a different story. I'm talking financially speaking here. Being a greeter or something. But having your cars, having your stereos, I mean, I'm I'm just as guilty. I had the stereos when I was a kid. I mean, my car bounced down the street. I didn't need gas, okay? So when you put all that stuff together, yeah, we all do that, but we also come to a realization sometime in our life that we've got a plan for the future. And what better time, hopefully, we start that at a very early age. And even if you turn around and put in, let's say, $50 or $100 a month, when you're age 22, that can work out to be, I mean, I, I, no guarantees and numbers here, but that can work out to be a couple million dollars by the time you eat, reach retirement age. But if you just, a hundred bucks out, I mean, come on, that's what? Three coffees that's, from Starbucks yeah, a day? Yeah, say that's a, <laughs> it's a tank of gas in my truck. A tank of gas, yeah, I know. I just filled out that thing, filled up that thing I have in the Oh, the taco yard. van. The yeah. taco van, as you call it, yeah. You know, that, that, that sucker's almost 90 bucks to fill yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 
35 gallon tank at you know three bucks a gallon exactly yeah so i just putting off an extra 100 bucks what a way to plan for your future and you don't even have to think of you know it's like that old commercial was set it and forget it Uh set it and forget it and then when you start making more money you add a little bit more to it it's that easy it's and the, the one thing that i do consistently is it's not mine what's not yours that money in that savings account why is it not yours? No, no it's not mine. It's Why? it it's future mine. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. It's not mine. It's, That's a good it's idea. Future Eric's. It's not mine. Yeah. So it just sits there. That's a perfect. It accrues a small amount of interest. Sometimes I might put a little investment and take that and put a little some penny stocks things to see what happens. Right. But it's not mine. Right. I don't get to play with it. Right. I don't get to use it, other than to let it sit. Right. Well, you're looking. You're looking at it. That and that's fantastic. But you also have to look at it, too, when some of us, you know, at the age of 23 get married and we have kids. Okay. Now I'm planning not just for me. I'm planning for my kids and I'm planning for my family and I'm being the responsible guy. Because that's what Man Tools is all about, right? It's about being a man. It's about supplying for your the needs of your family and those kind of things, too. You know, not just yourself. So yourself is awesome when you don't have to worry about the kids and the family. You know, but the other side of it is, too, when you have the kids and you have the family... Eventually, you and the wife want to run off to the Caribbean without the kids. But you can't. How do you do that without planning for it in the long run? Yep. You know, this is pretty good. I've never yeah. thought of most of this stuff, but it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's cool to bounce shit off of each other. You know, we yeah. used to do this thing uh, called it Beer Friday. We'd sit around and just talk about this kind of stuff. And it's kind and of now like it's Beer now, Thursday. Now it's Beer Thursday. That'll work. You know? Until we release it tomorrow morning at 5. Oh, no. It goes live. <laughs> Streams live. Uh-oh. Uh, if you guys want to call in or chat with us, uh, have questions, comments, rebuttals, we look forward to your letters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you can call the show. Trevor will put the number up on the screen. It is. Eventually. Uh, yeah. At some point. We, or get in our we'll chat there. threads. We like a radio show call-in kind of thing. We, we yeah. do. Yeah. You we can, can call in. Awesome. We keep trying yeah. real hard to get folks to, to pop in. and um, the, uh, the phone number is 719 719- Two eight five nine eight six three. We don't have an eight hundred number. No, no, because most people have cell phones now, and you know it doesn't cost anything. Nope. I was expecting a nine hundred number. Well, well, at least wow. paid for the calls. Hey, no, we don't. We don't want to. You know, stick it to our fan. <laughs> <laughs> your fan yeah, yeah i heard oh, yeah. i picked up on that oh yeah one. okay so why am i here <laughs> we're stealing your we're stealing your audience well i can see that because lyman is actually mine and lyman is awesome That's he's awesome. an awesome galaxy fest kind of guy um sorry lyman we'll answer these real quick uh it's not coming through on our screen up front so i'm looking at them here uh galaxy fest was super fun and will be missed yes i'm glad it, you know that was the worst thing about shutting down galaxy fest was we did the nice little what we call a Ben Franklin close. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but you put all the good stuff on one side and all the bad stuff on the other side. See which one's a bigger list. All the good stuff, fans. Yeah. Fans like Lyman. Yeah. Fans like I, I could probably name 300 of them at the moment, but we don't have that kind of time. Fans were the big thing. But when it came to some of the stuff that we had, you know, the the logistics, the – the money, the whatever. There was a whole longer list on, longer sure. list on the other yeah. side. So. Well, and I think I, well, I've put on events too. And I've gone on tour. And I've done things where the back end, mm-hmm. nobody sees that. No, They just they see don't. the 45 minutes or the two hours of the show, the presentation. Right. 
they don't see the 45 hours of prep. <laughs> 45 that's it for a 45 minute show I, mean, if I could have put galaxy fest on for 45 saying, minutes worth of work what yeah. was that that was like a three-day event right <laughs> that was a three-day event that took a year to plan exactly so you know, you know in comparison it, to learning five songs yeah right <laughs> right, right well when when a lot of times what you'll see is a lot of people will do the math because i'm just as guilty you walk into an event it's like 30 dollars a ticket well they just had ten thousand people that's three hundred thousand dollars well what most people don't understand is what did it cost to get to that point? And if you're at $305,000, that business is now at a loss. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, but people don't see that. No, they don't realize what it takes for advertising. They don't realize what it takes to just set up a stage for instance. Oh yeah. Just, you know? Or some places have, uh, we went had teamsters. Yeah. You can't load oh. anything into the, or out of the building. Right. When you you got to show up, let it sit there, put it in your little blue circle, and then they load it in. And then if you are one minute over, right, that's an hour of overtime for 60 dudes. Right. And that, that even falls into play for um, another big convention that's, that takes place up in Denver. And they had the same problem. You had to be out of the door at 10 o'clock, and it didn't matter who you were, what you were, nothing else, nothing else because of the Teamsters, uh-huh. you know, which could lean into a whole different conversation with me. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the Teamsters are great. They're fine. They're fantastic for what they originally stood for, but they've taken advantage of our economy and our our employ, you know, employment across the across the nation over history and stuff like that, which is has just totally destroyed what gets put out to the customer. Did I make sense on that? I probably the only the I've, only union that's worse is probably the the uh, auto workers union in Detroit. Probably. Well, I use I wrap them all up in I the mean, same thing because yeah, I mean uh, it, it, I'm actually from Northern Indiana, so I'm like this close to Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. right side out of Detroit, uh, right outside of Detroit, and you look at what Lee Iacocca did, trying to break the unions and different things like that, trying to save those companies going forward. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong, but going forward. But when a guy pushing a broom, when you know, minimum wage is at six or three dollars an hour, but union wise it's fifteen or twenty, there's something that's gonna yeah. be difficult for the company, if you will. Yeah. Well and in the case of uh in the case of the auto workers union, those dudes get paid like I wanna say it's ninety six percent of their wage while they're waiting for new jobs anytime they get laid off. Right. Um, now the flip is they have to take any job that every job hands tells them. Us safe. They can't be picky, but hey, if, hey. <laughs> if I get to sit on my ass for a week and get ninety six percent of my paycheck, a, you know, I had a conversation <clears throat> with Huck, um, and that's that's gone way beyond like the original yeah, purpose of that's what, be fair, be safe. You know, right? We don't want to go in. We don't want to have twelve year olds working in a dark factory having their limbs ripped off by which is was the original purpose, the original of, purpose. of unions was to correct that kind of thing. Right. <clears throat> Our guest on the show a couple of weeks ago, Stephen uh, Huck. I was at his house the other day, drink beers, hanging out, whatever, and we started talking about all this stuff and we said, No matter where you start with your cause, there's a drift. Mm-hmm. Somebody or a group of somebody's at some point takes your cause or the cause or the original platform, the original idea and drifts. And I see it in everything. Everything. Well, it's called the telephone game, I think. 
Mm, almost like almost that it's just like let's say you have you have a podcast and it's about this and then it sort of somebody else comes in and they become a, a, a and it yeah sure and it drifts <laughs> this way you know it just i'm not saying it's a good or bad thing i'm saying well, it sometimes always it can go both ways it always happens i don't care what i've seen it well let's look at the republican party Talk about drift. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. From what it what was its inception. Right. Let's talk about the Teamsters. We we're just talking about it. From its right. inception, it's drifted so oh, far. A, a great example is uh Greenpeace. The guy that started Greenpeace cannot stand the organization right. now because he's like his thing was um <laughs> his thing was to get unregulated logging under control. And now Greenpeace is into we gotta stop all the whaling, we've got to and they've gone to the point of, and his thing wasn't even stop all the logging. It was, let's back off. Let's renew these forests before we renew the forest and do uh, what did they call it? They taught us that shit in, at Scout Camp. Uh, the selective logging for um, aspen trees. Yeah, how is, to cut is them. Greenpeace still around? Uh, I'm sure they are, but I it, haven't heard that name in forever. But the 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 moral of the story is he left the organization because he saw it got taken over basically. By people that had a completely different agenda of this, uh, as he calls it, environmental alarmism, as opposed to let's conserve, like <laughs> let's not cut, let's have a conservation, the whole forest right? down. Let's <laughs> instead of let's deal in absolutes, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I do notice that too. A lot of times, things shift to the absolute. Yeah, they do. You married? Oh yeah. You always come home late. <laughs> always come home late. I just come home late when I'm on man tools. I've been drinking. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with coming home late. You know, it's coming saying. home late every night. <laughs> See you always. And that, that's part of the entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. Where the heck were you today? Well, I was doing this and I was doing that. That's the thing. I've been in. I've uh, I've been in so much trouble for. Are you gonna be here at five? I make you no promises. Right. I have no idea. Maybe I'm. I'm shooting for it. Well, mine is usually you. Well, you know the person I'm going to see. You can probably expect me at home at what time? Yeah. You know, but my the important thing I think on that is, is my wife always told me as long as I come home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not the next morning. No. But as long as I come home and I come home alone. You know, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's, it's that dealing in absolutes. It's, it's let's. Okay, you can't whale at all anymore. You can't, um, you can't ship oil in a container anymore. Uh, you can't be an over-the-road trucker because we're gonna do it a different way now. It's like you. It, why are you? Why the drift towards an absolute? That's that's something that in this culture that we live in today, it's all or nothing. Right. It's this way or that way. It's black or white. There's no beauty of gray. You have to do it this way. It's my way, or it's yeah, nothing. The police are always racist. Every uh, every time they do anything, <laughs> the the uh, uh, Texans are all horrible drivers. All the Democrats yeah. want to be want to make They're us all brainwashed as far yeah. as I'm concerned. You know, say like it's all Texas everywhere you go. Texas is the greatest. Texas is the biggest. <laughs> and no, no 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 downplay on the Texans, but you know, come on. Every time you go past a bridge, it says Texas we're number yeah. one kind of thing. <laughs> you, know, you don't see that in Colorado. No, you see, call, welcome to Colorado. Now go home. <laughs> I've seen some Turn things with the, the apocalypse behind the welcome to Colorado <laughs> welcome, signs. We so. hate you. Stop moving here. 
But they say if you, you know, they say if you've been here once, you're always going to come back. Yeah. Always going to come back and live. I did. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's a. It was a neat thing to have the mountains and the ocean right there, but they weren't really mountains. Really, the hills, the hills and the ocean. So he's like, "We're at two thousand and six feet." I'm like, (laughs) "Yeah, okay." (laughs) My big party trick was when I'd fly down there to visit. Yeah, be like, they'd be like, "All right, we're going drinking this weekend. Cool, give me like three bottles of tequila." You do it the first night. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. The altitude because you're below sea level. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Da, da, da. You'd be a little sloshed. Yeah. Third day, you're fucked, like, because you acclimate. You acclimate, then, yeah. So, Trevor, do you talk? Sometimes. I'm just checking in. Sometimes. On oh, sometimes. Wait. It's he all been Eric, worry. and he's asked me questions, and I've ran, rambled on. I'll do oh, plenty no. of talk. Oh yeah, you haven't got. No, no, that's this is how it rolls. <laughs> I hate to take over your show. No. However, I do plenty of talking. Okay. Speaking of, it's probably time to get to the news. What do you say, Trevor? Let's do it. Uh, Transition. I like it. Apparently, Trevor got me on the screen. Awesome. There we go. All right, uh, our first story. And this is a. Uh, I forget where I saw this. Uh, I was news. not watching. I was not watching Fox News. Liar. Um, hey, wait a minute. We're not trying to advertise here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who do you, you think? I want to change the shot. Who do you? Up. Who do you think for? But, uh, <laughs> who do you think paid for Cobra Kai? <laughs> How about that? Um, no, that's better. This is something I saw and found. Uh, Kind of interesting. Um, Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House, was on, I don't know if you're familiar with a show called Outnumbered on Fox News. Nope. It's where a dude sits there with like four ladies, so he's outnumbered. Um, although now it's all Zoom and stuff because of COVID. Although there's but, no risk of death. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, he apparently made the uh, mistake of bringing up George Soros, which I didn't think was... Uh, Someone that you couldn't disparage on Fox News, but uh, apparently he and I were both wrong. Uh, he's talking about the riots and the uh, district attorneys that just that arrest rioters and then let them go. So, Pro criminal and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros's money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. I'm not sure we need to bring George get Soros the into this. And I don't know who said that. It was not the host there. I was going to say you get the last word, speaker. He paid paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions of dollars he spent? I I agree with Melissa. George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. Okay. Some lady at home. Yep. And he's like, why? (laughs) Way to moderate that one, lady. Yeah. And then there's awkward uh, silences all around. And we're they're gonna move on. All right. Uh, I just thought that was kind of like, wait, why can't you talk about that? Um, for those that don't know, George Soros is a super left leaning gazillionaire, 
who makes no secret about sinking his money into progressive candidates and causes. So he definitely has contributed to campaigns for progressive uh, and liberal leaning district attorneys that are that are letting rioters just go. <laughs> so awkward silences. Yeah. Well, somebody's saying that uh, he might be responsible for a little bit of that money going on to you know put pallets of bricks and frozen bottles and stuff out. Mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what so the truth bizarre. is behind it but i've heard it shit so bizarre Call it conspiracy why was there just a pallets of bricks laying around yeah there's, 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 a corner. there's no construction going on for blocks and I'm there's like, suddenly oh pallets God, of bricks i would have fucking yeah. if i had the i'd have just stole them yeah i'd have, I'd have had a fire pit in the backyard <laughs> it would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awesome Pallet of bricks laying around. Suddenly, oh man! Suddenly, Eric just rolls up in a forklift and he's like, <laughs> "I'm just taking him." Like, see ya. Yeah, supposedly there's rumors he's uh, supporting that, but Would totally as I say, rumors that. because none of us know whether it's the truth or not. Well, Rand Rand Paul, uh, the senator from Kentucky, is introducing legislation to um, to try to take a look into money when it comes to that because one thing that they're finding, and this is public record, you can look it up. Um, a lot of these people that are being re- arrested in these cities like Portland and Kenosha and um, Seattle with these riots, they're from out of town. And so the question is, how are you getting here? Who's paying for that? You're staying somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're wondering who's paying for the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say there's only a small percentage of that number that are people who are on safari. Let's just put it that way. Sure, but... You know, going there to just just check it out. Right. But there's enough arrests where they're like, this can't just be... This is not tourism. Yeah, somebody is going, yeah. hey, guys, you well, want to go riot? Here's well, here's that, the new spot. Who was it? That, was it Rand Paul that was on the plane where they had a bunch of guys that were rioters and stuff like that? And they called him out on the plane? No, I didn't, I I didn't see seen that. that. Yeah, there was some... I think it was... Who was the guy that um, came out of the... White House Trump ex- acceptance speech, and they started pushing on the guy right, with the bike. Yeah, right. That was Rand Paul. That was Rand, and then he was also called out on an airplane right after that. And I guess the person that was on that airplane was one of the ones that was in charge of a lot of the the wow. writing type stuff that goes on, and called him out. Was nice about it, but called him out. Wow, you know, but they were there was like a whole group of them that were on their way to the next city to do the next brick throwing. Oh, yeah, jeez, yeah, all jeez. conspiracy theories because you never know what's going to come across the news. No, you never know. <laughs> Speaking of, let's jump to our next uh, uh, the untold truth. Tom Selleck, Whoa. we all we all grew up with him, right, dude? Magnum PI. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, uh, Quigley down under, of course, yeah. Uh, it was my favorite. He and, he and Don Amici. Was that Nowadays movie? he does Blue Bloods. What the fuck was Don that Amici. movie where he's uh, Don Amici's a senile old man, Tom Selleck's his son, and he goes around and he's like McDonald's and he's like, "Oh, you hungry, Dad? Yeah." And by the end of the movie, you figure out that he bought stock. The old man bought stock at McDonald's in the fifties. <laughs> Oh, and he's loaded. I was thinking Dumb and Dumber, but yeah, you know that was no, it's it. a great movie. Don Amici just plays this old dude. Like, well, um, besides having the most epic mustache ever, ever. Uh, here's some here's some little known facts about Tom Selleck. Uh, Tom Selleck enlisted to avoid the Vietnam draft, which a lot of people did. Um, 
As a college-age, able-bodied man in the 60s, young Tom was very much eligible for selective service, uh, which meant that he could have been drafted to build up a force to fight in Vietnam. Eventually, his number came up, and he, well, I don't know if he was quite drafted. I'm not sure if that's how that works, but in order to uh, have some choice in how he served, he voluntarily joined the California National Guard um, and served from 1967 to 1973, during which time he served six months uh, of active duty, apparently not in Vietnam, no. but, uh, you know, all right. No, not in Vietnam. Um, he was once on the dating game. <laughs> Lucky girl. Wow. I bet. I bet the other they two would have only known. The other two are kicking themselves because <laughs> they didn't pick him. Uh, Isn't that the one where they had it behind the screen? behind the screen? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Who else was on that? Yeah, Bachelor Number One. Uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So apparently, he appeared on uh, the dating game in 1965. He said he was really just a scared student at USC. Uh, but all of his friends, his frat brothers, were going on, so he went on to do it and uh, did not dominate. <laughs> so I guess he was I guess chosen, he did not. Yeah. I guess he did not get selected by the lady that was uh, picking. So um, the guy who played Mister Baseball was actually Mister Basketball. As a young adult, Tom Selleck had no aspirations of acting uh, or Hollywood. Uh, he went to USC in the mid sixties to study business and, um, parlay that into a career at United Airlines. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Hang on. Well, I think back then it was a steward, a steward. right? A male uh-huh. would, would have been a steward. Of course. Now they're all flight attendants. Um, but so yeah, I guess he was, yeah, I guess he was, I guess he was big into basketball and not baseball. As right. that, it took two paragraphs for them to get to that, but there you go. Um, as with everybody, yeah, your ten-year overnight success, years to make it big. For every band, actor, comedian, whatever that you suddenly see as an overnight success, they uh, they toiled at it, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for millions who wanted to be him or be with him ladies uh tom Selleck was the definition of manliness in the 80s cool capable and confident but uh let's see he said i'm convinced that when i was 25 i looked 35 and sounded 16 (laughs) and that wasn't working that wasn't working very well for me uh still casting directors saw something in the young actor and uh, Selleck secured prominent roles in several pilots for dramatic TV series. Unluckily, one of those pilots was picked up to become a show. Uh, for those that don't know what they're talking about, they're talking about Magnum P.I. And why was it unlucky? Because he was actually cast to play Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. And because he was contracted to the TV studio, he could not commit. He had to come back and play Magnum. Yep. <laughs> Would have been a whole different franchise a whole different mustache <laughs> tom Selleck did not care for magnum pi at first i'm sure when he started cashing checks this I'm one sure that they, they, can i keep the oh, car wait, like, yeah, this sure. is my residuals for the episodes that have aired okay See, i'm thing, good with this <laughs> here's the other thing um they called it you know quirky private detective that wasn't really in the writing if you go watch because i loved magnum pi i like all the old 80s shows and 
you look for some look through some of those interviews and stuff, it was like he just brought his goofy turdness to the role and it just Yep. It just worked. Worked. Yeah, but it was so eighties. Yeah, that was the point. Like yeah, it was so eighties. It's like who was the other guy with the uh you know, the pastel suits and stuff in the eighties? Oh, Miami Vice. Uh, Miami Miami Vice. Yeah, Yeah, that's when Don Johnson. uh, Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's when stock and socks plummeted because nobody wanted to wear them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but for you guys though, I mean, because you know, you can see I'm not a beard guy at this point. But remember the we'll uh, we'll fix that. Remember the Don Johnson razor. Uh huh. So you could raise, you know, you could you could razor yourself and have the day shadow. The day shadow. It had it had a. (laughs) Like grooming razor comb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a new thing. Built in, old, built in old, five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah, I've but that's switched. when it was invented and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just because of Don Johnson. <clears throat> no, yes, I've got an old was. one from the fifties. It's a flip razor. Oh no, that but that didn't you know that's that for was all just the sideburns you stuff. slice yourself with. But <laughs> I have one of those too. I've all my I've all my the double old. edge. You got one of those double yeah, edge? I do. They, it was all the rave. I still cut myself with them. <laughs> Why well, don't shave all the time? Because it fucking reeks of effort. All right. Like we said before, See, he could have been mustache. Indiana Jones. Uh, <clears throat> Tom Selleck wasn't super famous in 1980. He'd starred in a bunch of pilots, landed some supporting roles, and appeared in several uh, single episodes of many television dramas. But he ex- landed an extremely promising audition with powerful filmmakers Steven Spielberg and George Lucas to star as archaeologist and treasure hunter Indiana Jones. And he was picked, but he had a contract with a TV studio that eventually grabbed him for this thing called Magnum P.I. and said, no, you can't do that. And uh, as they you say, the rest a, is history. a good thing or a bad thing? It just is in this universe is I, how it went down. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Because I mean, think of it. Could you, I don't... Can you picture Sean Connery as you know Magnum P.I.'s dad? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll put it this way. I'm not sure that there would have been more than one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Either. I don't think they would have gone past Readers of the Lost Ark with I Tom Selleck. It. I doubt it. And the the girl that the girl that was actually picked was uh Sean Young from uh Blade Runner and later on um Ace Ventura. <laughs> Finkel is only the magic eight ball nose. Nobody, yeah. nobody remembers her from Dune, but whatever. Show me your homeworld, Usel. Show you my homeworld, Usel. Um, nobody. Okay, I'm glad that didn't happen. Batman wants to be Tom Selleck. What? When a big budget, big screen version of Batman. I should have read all of this before we aired it. It was in the works at Warner Brothers in the late 80s. Michael Keaton landed the role of the Dark Knight, beating out seemingly every other actor. Thank goodness. Uh, okay. And I guess Tom Selleck was on that list. He was on the list. Who cares? Yep. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't see dead people. Once upon a time, Tom Selleck starred in Three Men and a Baby and it became the top grossing movie. In the film, he played one of the three Bachelors. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what that picture is? No. Honestly, that's the ghost on the set. Did you know that? No. The kid behind the 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 curtain. Oh, okay. So was not intended to be there. Entered movie history for supposedly including a ghost yep. in a scene where Ted Danson's on-screen mother comes to see the baby, a human figure of short build with dark hair peeks out from behind a curtain. Uh, that unsettling being apparent. That unsettling being apparently resembles a teenage boy who died in the house where they were filming. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. crazy part, they don't show 
in this, but if you actually look at the old laser disc when they had this or when it came out, he had no feet. Hmm. There, he was missing like from the middle of his calf down. Wow. Oh yeah, it's really creepy. But that um, has nothing to do with Tom Selleck. Well, other than him being in the movie, I guess. Yeah, but right. uh, of course, his mustache is Legend. legendary. Um, <laughs> I told my wife I'm coming up on uh, let's see, twenty. I think this year is five years with the beard, or since I decided I wanted a beard and started growing it. At ten years, just to see my face, I'm going to shave it. She doesn't like that idea, but I'm going to do it. Divorce in your future? No, she said she'd go along with it just so I can see my face as long as I don't continue to shave it and immediately grow it back. But I'm going to roll with the mustache. (laughs) You do that. I'm in with you. We'll 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 Magnum PI stash it. Let's do it. Are you in? Yeah, no. Magnum PI <laughs> this, guy, this guy can't grow nothing. Come on. Right. Look, we will. That was we the will, worst English in the world, but this guy we can't will, grow We shit. will hook you up with some Beard Struggle products. <laughs> you grow a Tom Sa- You're going to beat us. You watch. No, I can't. It just, it, I, it's, it, it's my jeans, man. It's not cool. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He got to bang Monica Geller. Yep. He. I guess he was unsure about doing that show, which, you know. All right. Dude, that was dumb if he would have missed out on that. Cause... Uh, Tom Selleck, like every human, hates Rosie O'Donnell. Yep. <laughs> we look forward to your letters. <laughs> and he's on Blue Bloods now. Which... There you go. <laughs> Never watched it. <laughs> I haven't either. Um, it's actually a good show. I don't watch it all the time, but it's actually a really good show. My wife plays it, and I have to you know, suffer through it. Kind of yeah, thing. sure. But it's actually not a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, here's here's something couch. disturbing. Right. Uh, this, <laughs> this comes out of Nashville. Me or her? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, in Nashville, they've kept the uh, which is a big, kind of a big party town, I'd say. Nashville? Uh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Um. But Love they've they've uh, since the coronavirus hit, they've uh, kept the bars and restaurants closed. Well, mm-hmm. on June thirtieth. I guess these emails just came out, but the emails were sent on June 30th. Um, An email was sent from uh, someone at the health department in Nashville to the mayor's office, um, basically saying that uh, with their contact tracing, they really can't confirm more than 22 cases at bars and restaurants, which they continue to insist must be closed due to health concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, How did they confirm them when they weren't open? Um, have you been to a bar recently with contact tracing? No. So there's a couple in town that take your, or they want your ID so they can write it all down. Right. And then if they report it to the hospitals, whatever. So if you get dinged at the hospital, they look up your name. You were at this bar. This is where you got it. And then they go to the bars and shut up. They're like, oh, you have COVID here. Who says I got it from there? I mean, it, I get the concept, but wow, exactly. Really? Thank well, you. I mean, I could have got it from the neighbor next door. Yep, really glad yep. you're on the show. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, only 22 have been absolutely confirmed as coming from, and I don't even know how they did that. How they could do that? Um, and that's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um. And they make it through here. The way the way they do it is they categorize they categorize each each type of business that has had 
outbreaks uh, or, or cases that have been traced to them. Um, a thousand cases have been traced to each category of business with like 20,000, I think for that County, if I read this correctly earlier. Um, but then, uh, so the health department sends this data and asks, this isn't going to be publicly released, right? It's just info for the mayor's office. And they go, correct, not for public consumption. Uh, a month later, the health department was asked point blank about the rumor that there were only 80 cases, which is still a lot more, but nowhere near enough to get your panties in a bunch and keep everything shut down. <laughs> no, that's not even I mean, a dance floor. Okay, Nashville, Tennessee, what is the population? Like I don't, know. I don't think Nashville's that big. With Murfreesboro, Knox. I mean that would that would put Nashville bigger than Denver. Yeah, is it really? I, I would think so. Up. I would hold think on, Nashville's bigger than Denver. with all the with all of the uh, little extras around there. Like Nashville's or Denver's only like one point two, one point three. Yeah, Nashville's. and that's a surrounding area kind of thing. I mean, Colorado Springs is like eight hundred thousand with the surrounding Nashville area. population twenty twenty, uh, almost two million. Okay. That's Nashville proper. Nashville proper. Now with Murfreesboro and all the little suburbs out there. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, guess well, I'm just not country enough. Um, well, I wasn't country either, but I lived there for a little while. Anyway, <laughs> just five points alone. Just five points. The downtown, a little cool little area where all the roads hit. Right. Five points. Right. You can't throw a Les Paul without hitting a bar. <laughs> I'm a Telecaster room fun here. I, I even got it. <laughs> yeah. You can't throw a banjo without hitting a bar. Uh-huh. And it's so much fun. Everybody's out on the street. Everybody's walking around. There's only one bar that you can take in and out from. It's right. a place called Frosty's. You get a shake loaded with rum or loaded with vodka. I'm moving to Nashville. Dude. And you can walk around with it. And every other bar in Five Points lets you come in with that drink. You can walk around. You well, walk around. Wait until they fired this mayor. Uh, this mayor, this mayor is freaking out over um, eighty cases. I, this the mayor Nashville? of Nashville, oh, but wow. I I think his thing is more whether it's from like a religious bullshit or what he wants bars closed. I don't think it's so much Are they a democratic that he. State? I think the mayor is a democrat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but this is so so the Tennessee Lookout uh, newspaper. Asked uh, the figure you gave of more than eighty, which I guess was what they came up with after this twenty-two, and I don't know where they stretched to that. Um, leads to a natural question: If there have been more than twenty, if there have been over twenty thousand positive cases of COVID in Davidson, which I assume is the county that Nashville sits in, and only eighty or so are traced to restaurants and bars, doesn't that mean restaurants and bars aren't a big problem? And the health department official, um, I guess, asked. Please advise how you recommend I respond. And one of the emails he got back from one of his superiors was, My two cents, uh, <clears throat> we have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers are low per site. So they're saying the numbers come out too low to justify their actions, so they need to beef the number, not, yeah. let them out, not let them out or try to say things in a way where it sounds like it's much worse. Um, so basically he got caught doing what I think a lot of politicians are doing. I don't think this is isolated to Nashville at all. I think nope. this is happening everywhere across the board. Um, and it, they're overblowing the, uh, the, the danger of COVID to hang on to their power. 
Um, or what? I, I I have to ask. Okay, <laughs> this is driving me crazy. You say their power? Yeah. I, I get it. The fact that they have the power to do what they're doing and stuff like that. But what is the purpose of the power? I've well, never... here here's here's what I think the end game is. If they're Democrats, it's to go. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, this is going to continue. I mean, you, mean, that's, you mean Kamala? That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't vote for Kamala. Kamala sure. is where it's um, land because you know it's the Harris Biden ticket, right? And then, and then, if that yeah. fails and Trump gets reelected, they can they have something to continue to go. Oh, look how bad they're. Look how bad this, this is. You think that's you think that's what it is? I, I think mean, that's a big part honestly, of it. I mean, how do you, how do you destroy a con- an economy and kill the entrepreneurs and kill the business owners just because you want to keep power? And then what's your power for? Socialism. Well, that's the end game. What, two years from now? Six yeah. years from now? These people have been politicians for 40 years. A lot of them, yeah. Well, that's not 47. Just but, saying. It's, uh, I mean, he still don't know what's going on. You're, if you, you know, we're all playing, we're all playing canasta. These motherfuckers are playing chess. Okay. They're playing the long, long game. It's also, it's the thin end of the wedge. And this is what people don't understand. If, I wanted to manipulate you, right? right? I would start by figuring out a way to get you to do something simple and get to make you do it repetitively. Like wear a mask. Have you ever read? <laughs> have you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People? Have you ever read any? You know, well, some of these of these, these I mean, salesmen's the, books, yeah, right? It's the entrepreneur bible there, right? Um, um, or even if you if you studied the Socratic method, mm-hmm. right? As a salesman. Or if you've done captive ownership, that was my big thing when I was a salesman. Mm-hmm. Like you come in, you buy, you're looking at a guitar. So hey, man, where are you going to be playing this guitar when you, you know, live or in the studio or whatever? Right. I put you in a future tense. If you already owning, you haven't even bought it yet. Right. Those little manipulators, those little things, those little sales techniques that were ingrained in me when I was doing hard retail. That's what's happening, and it's I'm seeing it. I don't know what the real end game is. Highly likely, depend on your government. Let us take care of you. We will take care of you. Let us take care of you. Don't go to work. Don't do this stuff. You don't see? You survived without having a job because we sent you some money. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of people who are super happy. Or or even bigger, their, than, even bigger than that. We stopped your landlord from charging you rent. Yeah. We stopped your landlord. We swooped in and took that, you would have that been, building away from that. You would have been homeless. Bitch. Well, I, <clears throat> being the numbers guy, I look at this stuff and I go, what kind of crock of crap is that? Because, I mean, okay, you stopped me from paying rent to my to my landlord. Well, now how is he going to pay his mortgage? He's not. He's, he's not. And what's going to happen? So what makes him more special than me? He's not one of the top. 1%. Well, he's not. He's not special. What's going to happen is the government is going to come in, like in New York, they're already planning on this. The landlords are going to get fucked. They're going to their buildings are going to start dilapidating. They're going to lose their ass to the banks. Yep. The and banks are going to government gonna, who say that they well the, their the stuff banks are going to be happy about it. Yep. The government is going to swoop in. Well, take, I meant city government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. they're going to take you're, they're going to take the buildings. You're a, you're a slumlord now. Yeah, they're uh-huh. going to the the city government is going to come in and take the buildings, and they're there. You go. You've got you've got a government takeover of. They're going to get their funding housing from and the federal government, which is going. Then somebody's it's it's the mafia. 
Think about it. Except at least you can bargain and deal with the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> You can go do stuff for him. And Please they'll... only take my left knee, you know, not my right. Well, no, you pay. You do this thing for me. You pay your. You I need pay those your fingers, mom. You pay your protection money, and they leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. That's that was the deal, and they would live up to that for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> you get a wise guy who wants to fuck around, but other than that, <clears throat> yeah, well, it is bizarre. See, it it's... is. Can I can I throw a commercial in here real quick? Yeah, please. Okay. We need a break. Just, from just the a heavy. real quick break from the heavy with the denim and pearls. You guys asked me at the very beginning. No, oh, do we, did Pearl? we did we figure it out? Who's Pearl? Did she tell you who wears <laughs> she, the pearls? She tells in this me family? on our post. He is pearls. Yeah, we know who wears the pearls in this family. <laughs> so on the Denim and Pearls podcast, that's me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now she might not ever catch that because she may not get this far in the show. But <laughs> no, she's, she's already done. <laughs> well, I am definitely the tool. Yep, uh, that is <laughs> You're true. You're the tool in the show. Yeah, <laughs> nice. All right, let's. Uh, We'll keep rolling we'll spin along. On. Um, what would you call a couple that uh, doesn't live together, has no children, uh, but they're romantically involved? I totally have a name for that, but I'm not gonna. Say well, would you call that? Would you call that dating? Shacking up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't call it married. Right. It's not even shacking up because they don't live. Well, together. it depends on what state you live in. Not living together. Not living together. Oh, I thought you said they were living no, together. They no, they don't live oh, together. Said not living they together. don't live together. They have no kids. What would you call that? What would you call that? Just some grown-ups that stay over at each other's houses once so, in a while. So, okay, so give me that again. So okay. they don't live together. They don't live together. They do not have any children. Okay. They fuck. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. Uh, uh, occasional cohabitation, I guess. You know, At like, each other's like, houses yeah. or He stays friends? at her. Friends. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Friends with privileges? Well, a Canadian court has decided that they're married. What? And he has to pay. Fuck Canada. Pay what? Uh, no, all the stuff that a husband who's being divorced has to pay. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so in Toronto. There, were, there was actually something I heard recently yeah. that uh, the color, or the Canadian thing, too, that if you married somebody and then divorced them, then you were responsible for their family. In Colorado? No. Canadian. Oh, Canada! Yeah. Well, if, if you if you marry a Canadian, uh, then you divorce them. Well, let's then figure you're responsible out. for all of their family. Let's figure well, out let's, this this poor guy who was basically just dating someone, but had a lot of money, yeah. which I think is where this comes in. Um, he uh, here we go. Wealthy businessman will have to pay more than fifty thousand dollars a month in spousal support for ten years to a woman with whom he had a long term romantic relationship, even though they kept separate homes and had no children. Ontario's top court, so it's already got up to their our, like uh, Supreme Court, whatever their have, equivalent is, whatever, however their court system works. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you know advocate on this because you know what was he supporting her with anyway? If it was a long term time frame, what was he giving her in the first place? Uh, especially right. not living together, unless he was paying her rent, which, which is a possibility. He could have been paying her rent, he could have been buying her cars, he could be paying for the opera for her, whatever. Look, I don't know. But no under long-term. under Ontario law, an unmarried couple are considered common law if they have cohabitated, lived together in a conjugal relationship continuously for at least three years. Oh, there it is. But that doesn't necessarily mean living in the same home the court found. Which is like, what does that mean? Then... And this is part of the statement from the court. Lack of a shared residence is not a determinative of the issue of cohabitation. I would. So we've entered crazy land. We've entered crazy (laughs) land, ladies and gentlemen. 
This comes in the case of Lisa Clymans. Please look her up and harass her. I didn't say that. Um, and Michael Latner, both of Toronto, who began a romantic relationship. Please look him up and make fun of him. I didn't say that. Well, this guy, I mean, he fought back. It's not I like mean, he just took it. <laughs> the court fucked him. I don't know, man. He pro- Look, he's <clears throat> he screwed something up. He held it, like in Colorado, if you hold yourself out to be married, you're common law. Right. If you live together or whatever. and you. But that's what I don't get. They keep saying, even though they didn't live together, they're married. Did they? Well, here it means whether you filed your taxes or not. That too. But you know, Did he file his taxes with her? See, there's and I don't know how the Canadian tax system works. Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I have no know. idea. Because supposedly know. everything up there is free, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I don't know the whole thing, but it's all free, eh? Yeah. You go out there, you know, and get yourself a hot dish. You're fine, oh. Yeah, good yeah, job, eh? Fifty thousand a month that's to a woman like, you didn't even like live with. Seventy dollars. Yeah, but, but you know, what's American. his income? Oh, he's like a gazillionaire. Yeah. So it's 50K, 50K. Well, I don't, I don't know if he's a gazillion, but he is. It says, it says the word wealthy, so I don't know what that means. I'm but. just gonna tell you guys something. I have a madrillion dollars. <laughs> a madrillion. A madrillion dollars. A madrillion. Yep. The zookeeper gave it to me for my 40th birthday. It's about 350 Canadian. <laughs> Three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> uh, we we said something on a mantle's um. A radio show like 10 years ago and she heard i said oh man whatever you got him a drillion dollars he says and i was like yeah it's only like 450 canadian so it took her forever to find me 450 canadian <laughs> <laughs> so you know this poor guy he's paying fifty thousand dollars it's like a madrillion okay yeah <clears throat> for the list, for the people beer. who are listening and laughing at home, for all of our in jo- yeah, there it is. Vert, vert, phone. Ha 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 She says, "Nice." All right. Finally, in the news, for all um, you playing at home, you know we make this look easy. What? Uh, the talk show thing? No, you make it look good. I'm not sure about that, but um. It's not quite as easy as it looks, as Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore has found out by uh, some food. by having a uh, talk show of her own. Oh God, Barrymore! <laughs> yeah, Drew Barrymore has really? a talk awesome. show. Um, I don't know if how much of a if, fan of hers you are, but you if know, Trevor bad, brought it up. Just wait for it. Oh God. Oh, well, E.T. Well, she she's decided to have a talk show because she thinks that. If she can act, she can do anything else that has to do with entertainment, and that's not necessarily true. So let's just watch this train wreck. Shatner trying to sing. Yeah, let's let's just watch this train wreck and feel good about ourselves because nothing that we do is this bad. We're going to curate all kinds of stories for you. I am a news and pop culture junkie. I love good news. I also like odd or unique happenings that make Mm -hmm. me laugh. I love hearing about trends and hot topics. I like to seek out the stories that may be a little harder to find, but are well, here's, totally like... Here's something like- I learned about actors. Uh, to be a good actor, your head has to be empty. <laughs> that way, <laughs> yeah, that's that way a, a writer can fill it. That's an acting yeah. school. That's like yeah. lesson 101. If affirming so and necessary to hear, because we all need to know it's going to be okay. So consider me your human scrapbook full of stories, both big, small, and everything in between. 
Oh, right. Our Big first story is personal to us. Everything. Tonight, the Empire State Building is lighting up in our signature yellow in honor of our big premiere. Is that their default color? Uh, and even though I'm a Cali girl at heart, <laughs> oh, yellow. all of you warning, warning. during these fires, New York is now my adopted home. Three moms to made it to the corner finals. Put the glasses back on. I'm skipping. I'm trying to find finals. some. Serena Williams, uh, Svetana Powerokov. Oh. Hang on. Uh, there's a there's a particular story that I saw her cover that I want to get to. Is this on the internet? There we go. No, I think it's on like ABC or something similar. Two-year-old ball there. python has laid in the middle seven of the day. Even though she hasn't been near a male snake in over two decades. Is she 62 or 16? Sneaking out for a little fun. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. This story resonates with Nobody me because laughed. I haven't been in captivity nope. with a male for quite some time either. Uh-uh. I have my two daughters the in my cup. Even the producer said, you know what I mean? Good. No. However... When I usually fill out medical forms and they ask, is there a possibility you're pregnant? Pregnant? I'm usually like, uh, a chance. But now she's making me rethink and get scared and curious and wonder. Listen, this mama oh, is python, she, is the she python got making all that happen? And although it is certainly <laughs> suspicious how, I, I say, live your bliss. How did you um, make it this far in the video? <laughs> I saw the clip. I saw the clip on the pythons and wanted that. I mean, literally, this is my game closet. There's There's just so much jammed in the seven minutes, man. So here's what I think is is happening: Um, actors and stuff uh, think that they can just fall back on other art forms and entertainment, like talk shows or stand-up comedy, when things don't work out for their acting. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what's happening with her acting career, but um, apparently this is the alternative. <laughs> oh, no, but I want to go back to the glasses. He's like, hey, oh, you know, all right, hey, let's, uh, let's. True man tools fashion. Where's the glasses? That's uh, Drew in the glasses. Oh. Librarian Drew. Nice. Uh, yep. Okay. Oh, I love this story because it home. made her. Wow. Uh, we look forward to your letters. All right. Uh let's uh let's get quickly into some politics. Yeah, let's get in and out of the politics as we'll quick get, as we can. We'll quickly. Very quickly. You wonder why people are upset about our official stance on politics. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering. Now, I, now I'm convinced. Now All you right. Know. <laughs> well, uh, Joe Biden appeared in uh, Florida and tried to pander to Latin voters. So let's take a look. I guess Cuban in particular. I just have apparently one thing to say. Florida. Just have one yeah. thing to say. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people. Oh, well, 
I think he was just impressed with the fact that he could hit play on his I iPhone. know, he worked I, out his phone. That that had to be all queued up and just like one fat button. You know, some kind of Nerf. some kind of app built just for him push this button to do the thing that we talked about. I really hope they don't make that app. If he's president and they have it for the nukes, he just is like hold on one second. Uh, oh, there goes Russia. Now uh according to Twitter, this next video has been manipulated. No, <laughs> yeah. no way. No. And it took them to tell me that because I would have had no idea. It looks like the same event. Just, Let's uh, see what happens. One thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker. I'll tell you what, if I had to tell. <laughs> <laughs> now trump is taking shit because he retweeted this and they're like that's false that's not really what he did and it's like that's the joke that's the internet that's humorless the idiots thing, yeah. ladies and gentlemen this is a platform <sighs> not a publisher <laughs> <laughs> so what was the whole point of this politics just <laughs> i just wanted to play the fuck the police video yeah that's what we're doing. i just needed to do that uh, cool <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this is how much we care about politics. This is why we lose sponsorships yeah. from angry, you know, people who don't watch podcasts anyway. If you were following the show, all I can early, say is when you're the only, when you're the only sponsor left and you lose yourself, <laughs> you got problems, bro. Well, <laughs> we're doing all right. Speaking of, nice segue. Boom. Cute, uh, hang on, we got. Oh, I missed the video. He, he, he blew the segue. Come on now. No, he's got it. I, no, I blew it. I did blow it. Yeah. Uh, I got to cue this you know, up. I got to cue this up. If you've ever blown a seal. <laughs> I have it. I just didn't have it queued up in the you right spot. So. Yeah. I mean, I keep your private life out of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, show. We're coming to uh, the EXO Auto Works. Tool of the week. Yep, we have a sponsored what? program. This is our uh, tool of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is definitely our tool. Of the week. This guy for the win. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, as a, uh, of course, brought to you by EXO Auto Works. Hopefully, I said that uh, a minute ago. This guy that we've said in the past that uh, the tool of the week could either be an actual tool. Mm-hmm. A device that something is useful. useful. Something something tangible, something or useful. Or it can be a person that behaves as a tool. And this week it's kind of both. <laughs> so <laughs> check this out. This guy, he's got a post. He's got a post driver. Let's see what he does with it. Yep. That's yep. Well, yep. That's, go on, go on, buddy. Get it, pal. Be the way it is, right? He's got two handles to swing it better with. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's definitely a virgin. I've been waiting to say that ever since I sent him that like a week ago. I don't know your name, sir, but you are you are the tool of the week. week. Uh, which is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. It just makes it so funny because I know exactly what it is and how you yeah. Use it. So should everyone. Our friends at EXO Auto Works are the home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Uh, 
as you see right there, synthetic blend for 30 bucks. Uh, FB, I'm guessing full synthetic. Yep. Full synthetic oil change for 65 which is also a good price. That's a great price. Um, <clears throat> EXO uh, provides diagnostics at no charge in most cases. Uh, they also do fleet services, fluid services, repair services, and much, much more. They work on all makes and models, uh, including high mileage cars, and they offer a twenty-four thousand two-year, twenty-four thousand mile two-year, not twenty-four thousand year, twenty-four thousand mile two-year nationwide warranty. Call EXO at seven one nine three seven five three two three two, or go to exoautoworks.com to put to book your appointment right away. Thanks, EXO, and thank the Tool of the Week guy. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Good job, pal. <laughs> guy's going to get a trophy. <laughs> Definitely made my day. <laughs> Where to God. Remember I was telling you I go to Comcore? <laughs> Find shit like that all the time. Mm. Uh, let's get into some sports, We'll do some we? sports. If I can find the scene, there it is. Have you ever seen uh, people do karate? Yes. Have you ever played the video game Red Dead Redemption? No, but I've seen it played. Okay. Have you ever... Now, with this whole COVID thing and this whole weird shit going on where there's people teleconferencing into basketball games? Nice. You've seen that, right? No. Oh, that's all over. So, there's just this big video screen and where the seats yeah, are the crowds like a zoom, people are a doing like a zoom, zoom conference, zoom conference oh, right wow. for you know now imagine I think it's season ticket holders only but well i guess it kind of puts that big screen they put in denver stadium it makes sense right it puts it to use yeah so now flip that a little bit and imagine being able to watch actual karate competitions or or um you know physical combat competitions to the backdrop of like the coolest graphics of video games. Nice. Check this out. Wow, man. And what a welcome. An experience that you have never seen before. Big budget cinematic. The effect, whole different level. Nobody's done before. That's what I truly believe. This really is the future of full contact entertainment. Right? That is going to be so graphically pleasing. Wow. Not only are we, are we going to have world-class combat, we're going to have that whole backdrop to be able to watch from home because we can't go anywhere now, right? right? Um, what was the other part about this? Did you ever... I mean, you watched Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. And you watched Voyager. Yeah. There was that combat scene 
that okay. happened. Remember that? And they were hologrammed in from somewhere else. Right, right. I was always a fan of the holodecks. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'd have never been at my post. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Go Tuvok. Uh-huh. For those of you who watch that, you know what I'm talking about. Anywho. Or Barkley. Yeah. This is a wholesome, family-friendly show. Keep my mouth shut. Anyway. <clears throat> That where they they um you know they broadcast holograph they they were fighting mm-hmm. they they grab all the fighters from the thing they holograph projected everywhere else right it's like flip the script on it it's now the backdrops are all Mortal Kombat video game style wow. super cool places and then we have real combat okay so how can I get that on my next podcast <laughs> we're 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 contacting them as we speak awesome <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We don't typically cover the NFL, uh, but oh I God, what are thought you doing, this was Trevor? interesting. Uh-oh. A player for the Steelers is going against the grain and um, <clears throat> going to put on his own helmet decal. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the uh, the NFL is all about the Black Lives Matter. They're doing um, the Black National Anthem, I guess, mm-hmm. at games. Um, which you're supposed to stand for, and then the regular national anthem you're supposed to kneel for, and if you don't, you're a dick. I don't watch football. So I, I'm I, don't I don't either. I don't either. I don't know what's happening. I'm talking about the players, not Oh! Us. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't well, watch football. this guy, Marquise. Say, that's kind of weird in the stands. You'd feel like you were at church. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Catholics like, kneel, sit, stand, kneel, stand, sit, eat some crackers, eat, drink some wine, kneel, stand, sit. I'm out! As, wasted. as part of this, uh, as part of this pandering to the Black Lives Matter organization, uh, they've been putting decals of people that have been shot by police on their helmets. Uh, well, Marquise Pouncey, who <laughs> came to my attention a few years ago when he was on video um, smashing his kid's participation trophy because he doesn't believe in that. I like him. Yeah. He went, no, 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 you don't get a trophy for just being there. You, that you get trophies for winning, so yeah. we're I'm and he on video, like did like a YouTube thing where he talked into it. He said, "Now why is this happening?" And his kid said, "You know, because trophies are for winners, not just for people that showed up on the team." And he's like, "Cool, bap, nice." Well, so um, he's a captain on the uh, on the Steelers, and he decided he doesn't really know much about this dude who they want to put on the back of his helmet. He thinks the shooting may be justified. He's not really sure. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to wear this dude could be a complete piece of shit that deserved to be shot by the cops. So I'm not going to put his so decal on the back of my helmet. He's research and he is exercising <clears throat> his right, his own free speech. Yes. Oh, correct. Okay, then. Yep. There you go. That was it. That was, that was the story. Perfect. <laughs> somehow, hey, somehow sports? lately no. that's, <laughs> somehow lately that's newsworthy though. So, wow. So we'll Good football. on you for thinking for yourself instead well, of just being handed today, a sticker. The basketball guys, they don't have their names on the back of their jerseys. No, they have uh, slogans, right? They have slogans and stuff where the yeah. names used Like, to be. I can't breathe or hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. Love yeah. us, I think was the one I seen this afternoon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know sports ball. Nope. So I don't know. I never did, but uh, they are losing. All the sports are losing a lot of viewership because of this shenanigans. Yeah, it's like down like 10 million viewers for the football games and that brings us to the week in his history okay.
One, two, three. His story. This week in his story, we start, of course, with today, September 17th. For those that didn't realize, today is actually a holiday. It's called it Constitution is. Day. And the reason is that on September 17th, 1787, the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia approved the Constitution for ratification uh, by the states in America in what was basically a bloodless coup. There was coup. nothing under the previous government that said they had any right to do any of this. Nope. They just decided to do it. And it flew. <laughs> now, I have been waiting because I knew what today was going to be. I've been waiting for three months mm-hmm. since this whole shit show shenanigans and the thing we were talking about earlier about Endgame. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a constitutional convention next year. Or at least Ooh. a push. That could be. Yeah. That's my. I'm saying it right here and now. On this historic day, I've been waiting for two, or at least two months right. to say this for the record. Zach's going to be calling it any minute. You said that like a month ago. I know, bro. I said it a month ago. I think that's the end game. Rewrite the Constitution. Could be. With a docile, stupid population that goes, we want to be safe. Well, we were were talking about it earlier I'm scared. I want to be safe. If you look at the fact of what's going to, what they're predicting may or may not happen with the election side kind of stuff, and then it drags on and drags on and it drags on. And then finally the House and the Senate have to vote. Uh-huh. Okay. I got first question. If the House and the Senate have to vote on president, vice president, can they choose somebody different than who ran? That's number one. Okay. Number two is the fact that it's impressive that the Constitution already spells out out all this entire process which means they expected it to happen yeah. sometime. Yeah. You're talking about oh it was it I was reading about it or hearing about it 17 no 1876 I believe that that election somehow I have to look it up and I didn't I should have when I heard the date. But I guess that was like the only precedent for like a contested seriously contested not just the hanging chad type bullshit (laughs) but a but a seriously contested like we don't know what the fuck to do but again the constitution did say exactly what the fuck to do it spells it out they did it and came up with a president (laughs) spells it out so you're talking about some seriously intelligent people who really mold this shit over they had to they really mold it over because i don't think this is an amendment no I don't Ooh. think this concept is an amendment of no. what's going to play out or no. could possibly could, play out. No, this is this was here's here. The thing that scares me the most, though, is until they figure it out, Pelosi is in charge. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I'm just going to sigh. That's also uh, that's what that's what concerns me is if if anything goes past January 1st, because I think he has until the inauguration. Uh-huh. But I think it's December 24th. Okay. Is what I just read yeah. today. That's when it starts taking a place. But it's not like 
election day we haven't decided ah oh, let's all light our hair on fire and nancy pelosi's nope. in charge like he right. finishes the term yep right right that doesn't happen until then but i think it's like <clears throat> maybe it's december 24th that all the electoral college has to have their votes in and if they're not in it or they're still fighting over it at that time i think it's december 24th is when it steps into the next process because right it, it gives time for the electoral college to get all of their votes right because because yeah. guess what back then it wasn't <laughs> they didn't have electronics or any of this stuff no. it was a very slow process mm, tedious process yeah it depends on whether paul revere's horse work made it. <clears throat> sure yeah yeah so you know, we'll uh terminators were there and screwed shit up that's that's uh <laughs> see you do not this is why i get so much this is why i get hate letters <laughs> But the uh, Terminators aren't a real thing. Like, I know, bitch. I know they're not a real thing. The idea of Pelosi like temporarily being like, "All right, calm down. I'm in charge." Is kind of all right. Calm down. I'm drunk. I mean, in charge. I'm drunk. I'm, hold on. <laughs> Need to get my hair done. I was, I was duped. Yeah. Oh. I was set up, which probably means you shouldn't be in charge. If you were duped that easily by a hair salon, probably not happy with you running the country. No. Um, let's see. September. Shit. Where am I? 18th, 1793, George Washington laid the foundation stone or cornerstone, uh, depending on your vernacular, for the U.S. Capitol in a, uh, if you look at it, a Mason ceremony. Uh-huh. I mean, all the founders were Masons, yep. so this makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, September 19th, 1985, Tipper Gore and the Parents Music Resource Center. This is one of the best. Um, who, of course, Tipper Gore was the wife of then Senator Al Gore. Uh, they tried to censor a bunch of music. Uh, people like Dee Snyder, Frank Zappa, and John Denver went against them. All three of the most eloquent men in rock and roll. Just... Oh, John Denver. A lot of people are like, "Why are you going up there? You don't, upset. you don't you're, cuss you're or do any violence little... in your music." He's like, "Yeah, but I don't want the government to tell anybody they yeah, can't." Hence the whole <laughs> argument you had with that British turd yeah. last week. Have you ever heard the song "Ode to Tipper Gore"? Uh, I probably have. I don't recall it Warren, offhand. Cherry Pie, track thirteen. Bonus okay, track until yeah. it was cut and re-released. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> I have the cassette somewhere. The uh, did you see this, D. Snyder? Uh, his diatribe that he goes up there and does. No, I have not seen the whole thing. It is the most eloquent. Oh yeah, everyone and, and all these centers and stuff ever, thought thought he he'd be the biggest be the, idiot. Just just be this turd, right? No, he he goes up there and completely destroys. Frank Zappa too. He's you know he talks about how the old you know the old ways the old men used to go. Well, let's take a chance on the kid. You know, blah, blah, blah. We don't know if it works. So I'm more afraid of these young guys now that are in charge than the old men with cigars. Right. And he goes up there and just, I won't even tell you what he says. You just got to go find that clip. Find it, yeah. Oh my God. You guys find the clip. It was amazing. Well, the, uh, the parents music resource center wanted these, uh, albums that they, and artists that they determined were violent or sexual or whatever banned the compromise, which is a cornerstone of our, uh-huh. Uh, government was uh, that stickers had to be put on the discs or tapes or whatever uh, so that yep. parents could go uh, little Johnny you're only 12 I don't know if uh, two live crews new album is uh is something that you that's, should be listening to that's giving the parents the responsibility 
and something for them to tell, oh, there's a sticker on this. Uh-huh. I don't even have to look on the inside. I know that maybe... I mean, after it was all said and done, it actually wasn't that bad. No, but the the original thing that the PMRC wanted was to get those off the shelves and right. gone. Right. After once they once they came out with the stickers and that, I completely understood that, and it and it made sense. However, when you live through this era, and you see the album covers that you know they would come out and then they take them away yep. and they re-release them um and then it's just black poisons or something album. Yeah. guns and roses yeah guns and roses but poison's album remember um uh was the one with the devil on the front with the big tongue yeah oh, yep. i can't remember the name of the album at this moment and then it became just the eyes it just on the, just the, the censored the tongue, uh cover yeah i actually have the original album for that sick yeah the original album covers. don't let that go oh uh, no uh let's see september 20th 1519. Open up and say out. There it is. Yes. It. Yeah. Uh, Ferdinand Magellan embarks from Spain on his voyage to circumnavigate the world and make Columbus look like a little bitch. Yep. This is my guy. <laughs> he just went halfway. <laughs> Didn't even go halfway. He oh, just he crossed the middle <laughs> ocean. Let's see. He fucking owned Columbus. September 21st, 1915. I found this very fascinating. Uh, Stonehenge is sold at auction for 6,600 pounds sterling, which today I guess would be $11,500. So a Mr. Chubb who bought it as a present for his wife. He then presented it back to the British nation three years later. (laughs) For $11,000. Yep. Wow. Bought that property. Yep. Nice. Now, I'm, any tourist money off of that? I don't uh, know. I'm three years. I presume that that was under some huge conditions, like you can never touch the fucking stones. Pretty much, yeah. You know, yeah. you're allowed to mow the lawn, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess. So, but I don't I, know. I, I, the entrepreneur me says, "Can I collect tickets?" Yeah. Recently, I saw a uh, because I'm part of the whole audio files network and the audio engineers network stuff like that. The, there's a clip out there where they're. Tr- they're trying to say that it was a form of sound dampening as well as astrology where the moon and the shit all for their ceremonies so they could be loud as fuck and nobody outside could hear them. So they're building little models of it and putting it in the isolation rooms that we test out microphones and, and things on. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those rooms? Mm-hmm. They're like the wedges. Yeah. 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 They're, I don't know. They're, they're, they're messing with it. They're playing with it to see if it, it has sound properties. Hmm. A very compelling theory is that Stonehenge was for ceremonies having to do with death, and there was a another henge that was made out of wood that now, of course, is rotted away. That was for life. life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, There's but there also, were there were henges. Some dude just trying to prove that he could do. Well, it. there were henges all over the place. These aren't. I'm not trying oh, to say Stonehenge moving, isn't moving special, but. Oh, dude, have you seen those guys that, oh, that yeah. cut them and do that? That one dude from the 1950s that had that whole, um, I figured out the secrets of the, the pharaohs. The pyramids or whatever, yeah. Recently, yeah. Yeah, they, they took him out in the 80s. Like, yeah. I'm sure the CIA took him out at some point. Really? I thought he was just recent. No, no, that was, no, I don't The guy think that so. had the door that it would swing on his property? It was like this huge, yeah, yeah it was huge was... ass door, and then he'd let people in, and they they would they could move shit with fulcrums, like little kids yeah. could grab this like semi truck and pick it up and shit. Nice. That sounds like Universal Studios. I remember those days. 
<laughs> There's uh, a picture of me picking up a car. That's awesome. That was when the Bionic Man and all that oh, $6 million right. man was in play. Oh, God, he was the best. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, September, where was I? 22nd, 1776. Uh, Captain Nathan Hale is hanged as a spy by the British in New York City. His last words, uh, at least according to history, were, I only regret that I have but one life to give for my country. And not like a whiny, yep. please, 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 not me. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wear a mask. <laughs> Why? Social distancing. You can't touch me. You can't me. touch me. <laughs> Don't, don't you know there's a plague? Oh, you're uh, impressing me. You might catch the witch in me. <laughs> Banner, she's a witch. Let's see. And finally, uh, September 23rd, 1779, the American Navy under John Paul Jones, not, not the basis from with, Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> commanding the Bonhomme Richard uh, defeats and captures the British man of war, the uh, Serapis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, but if you ever get it, if you ever end up in Annapolis, Maryland at the Naval Academy, check out, uh, John Paul Jones tomb. It's pretty impressive. And that is this week in history and the end of our show. Yeah. We'd like to thank Brian for coming on. I've had fun. How about you? Hey, it's been a party. (laughs) It's been a party, but it's that time on the, uh, swatch watch. We got to get the hell out of here. And, uh, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. And everyone for joining us on the chat threads, um, as well as please check out all of Brian's stuff. Let them know where they can find you over at Denim and Pearls on Facebook and YouTube. We need the help over on YouTube, though. Trying to get those numbers up. I think we're at like 30. We need to get the numbers up on YouTube. So um, the great thing about that is, of course, you can see all of the videos rather than trying to see all the other crap in between. That right. you see on Facebook and that. So, oh, sure. Yeah, that you know, way you can play them easier. Excellent. So, check them out over there and uh, check us out next week. Uh, we have guest Richard Marks. Um, no, I'm Mer- just kidding. Merrick? <laughs> Richard Merrick from DMV Agent, host of the uh, Deadknot 928. Dreadnought 928. That's what podcast. I said. Dreadnought. Yep. yep. It's spelled with a knot. And DMV means exactly what you think it means. Uh-huh. He, yep. Yeah, he's literally his driver's license is in literally Arizona. part of the evil empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. We'd like to thank our sponsors: EXO Autoworks, Enharmonic Studios, Madrid Maintenance. Check us out at Man Tools Media at Man Tools Media on all things social medias. Patreon dot com slash Man Tools Media. Patronage patronages start at two bucks a month. Uh, we have a recently remodeled Patreon. Yep. And by the way, I want to thank uh, because it's one of the things that we say that we'll do when you sign up for this level. I need to thank Keys for becoming a Man Tools Woe Man. Woe Man. Patreon. Um, that's a $5 a month pledge, and uh, part of that is we thank you on the air. So thank you, Keys. Thanks, Keys. We'll see you soon. As soon as you get your ass down here, it'll be great. <laughs> uh, check us out uh, for all of our merch. Please check out mantoolsmedia.redbubble.com. We have uh, new merch, including our awesome masks that... Uh, I have gotten actually some really fun comments about at the Homes Depots and the Lowe's. Yep. Like that's and a really we've funny got, mask. We've got two designs coming. Another benefit of our Patreon is that you get dibs. So we can't tell you about the new ones yet because nope. we've given the Patreon members dibs. So at the end of the month, then we can tell you about them. But if you were a Patreon member, you would already know about them and could order them. There it is. 
The privilege, so, the privileges up. of sign joining up for the out. Patreon. <laughs> sign up, or else you can't get quality entertainment like this. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a good night. We'll see you next uh, next week. Same man time, same man channel. Mantoolsmedia.com. Good night, everybody. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying.